Amen. You may be seated. Please join with me in reading Psalm 23. We will read responsibly by the half verse as indicated by the bolded type. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters. You restore our souls. Even though we walk through the darkest valley, we fear no evil, for you are with us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. But the souls of the righteous are in the hands of God, and no torment will ever touch them. In the eyes of the foolish they seem to have died, and their departure was thought to be a disaster, and they are going from us to be their destruction. But they are at peace, for through in the sight of others they were punished. Their hope is in full immorality. Having been disciplined a little, they will receive great good, because God tested them and found them worthy of God's very self. Those who trust in God will understand the truth, and the faithful will abide with God in love, because grace and mercy are upon God's holy ones, and the Lord watches over the elect. The word of the Lord. reading from Psalm 121. Please read along with me. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God will not let your foot be moved. The Lord who keeps you will not slumber. God who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. God will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. So do we <clears throat> so we do not lose heart even though our outer nature is wasting away our, our inner nature is being renewed day by day for this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an internal weight of the glory beyond all measure because we look not at what can be seen but what cannot be seen for what can be seen is temporary but what cannot be seen is a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens For in this tent we groan, longing to be clothed, 
with our heavenly dwelling. Indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan under our burden, because we wish to not be unclothed, but to be further clothed. So that is the mortal way of being swallowed up by life. The one who has prepared us for this very thing, God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please God. The word of the Lord. Please join with me in reading Psalm 27. We will read responsibly by the half verse as indicated by the bold type. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, though an army encamp against me, Though war rise up against me, one thing I asked of the Lord, to live in the house of the Lord all days long, to behold the beauty of the Lord, for God will hide me in shelter in the day of trouble. God will conceal me under the, under the cover of God's own tent. God will set me now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in God's tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Come, my heart says, seek God's face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not cast me off. If my father and mother forsake me, teach me your way, O Lord. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Please pick up the blue hymnal in your pew and open it to page 335 as we sing, I am the bread of life.
Please remain standing for the reading of the gospel. A reading from the gospel according to John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Taylor, and I would tell you that I was Kaylee's best friend, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this room would want to say the same thing. When Ms. Allison first asked me if I would be willing to do this, I didn't hesitate, but I didn't know where to begin, because where do you begin? And I decided, or I knew that a lot of people had different opinions on what they wanted me to say today and I didn't know who to listen to or who to please. So I thought about all my conversations with Kaylee and how she would want me to represent her. The fact that she has so many diverse people in this room and she brought all of us together, I think is a phenomenal thing. And as all this has happened, I've met quite a few people because of her and have some good relationships. So somehow she continues to be an amazing friend. Although I might not please everybody, I hope that at some point I make you happy. And I'm sure after the fact, I'm going to think of way better words to have said today. She is a complex person, so there's a thousand ways to describe her. She's impacted us all so differently. So where do we begin? This story might sound random, but I have reason. One morning, uh, you know Kaylee's dad. We called him Papa Mandotti. So she has a fridge in her room up there, and it was really early, because you know, of course, Kaylee, we had to get ready for school really early in the morning. And so I was thirsty, and I grabbed the apple juice out of the fridge, and I said, Kaylee, taste this. This is the best apple juice ever. And so she did, and she goes, it seriously is. She was always so supportive. She might not even thought it was, but she went with it. And so we're about to walk out the door, and I was thirsty, so I grabbed like another sip, and I said, wait, this is white grape juice. She goes, no, it's not. We sat and stared at the label for a good five minutes, probably was late to school because we were in disbelief because we saw it as apple juice. I think that's how a lot of people in this world maybe see her. They want to see apple juice, and that's not who she was. They see a beautiful girl who illuminates a room, but she was way more than that. She was a friend and someone who had a heart of gold. And everyone could probably agree that the love poured from her heart, which is immediately what I think of, and helped me Uh, describe her. For that, I am truly sorry for anyone who didn't get the privilege to meet her. When I describe her today, I want to describe her as a person because I think that's what she would want. She was a person with flaws, but she was a person. And if I painted you a beautiful picture of her, I could be talking about anybody because nobody is perfect. She was perfectly imperfect. Kaylee's love in her heart affected some of her most amazing qualities. She was really accepting and supportive. She was so accepting that she was probably the first person in my life and the only person that I could say whatever crazy thought came to mind. And she would either agree with me that she thinks it, you know, she'd just like, yeah, yeah. Or she just never, I never had to worry about her being like, what is wrong with you? And honestly, we probably, like, it was the crazy what ifs. What if this happened that will never happen? And she did it too. And so maybe we probably shouldn't have been encouraging each other. But... It was fun, and in the last few years of her life, I want to say she didn't, you know, she didn't get all the opportunities that we think that people should have, but in the last few years of her life, she was really working on being an amazing friend, 
That was what I think we should remember. She, her friendships she's already had, she was building them to be stronger. But she was also like, constantly making new friends. Everyone wanted to be her friend, and she didn't mind. And supportive. She hyped up everybody. Whenever I'd be like, I can't do it, she goes, yeah, sure you can. I'm not sure. I think she just like, was going to keep going with it until somebody like, believed her. And I never regretted listening to her when she told me I should do something. And a big thing was, as girls, teenage girls, I don't look good enough to go out of the house. And you know, Kaylee, that was a big deal, to look good enough to go out of the house. But she was always supportive. And one of the biggest ways she supported me was, growing up, I really didn't have to deal with losing somebody that I cared about. I was very fortunate that way. Um, but my senior year of high school, a member of this youth group passed away. Kaylee was quite literally standing next to me when I got the news. And throughout the entire journey, she supported me. However, up until recently, I don't think I've ever experienced true mourning until now. A quality I really loved about her was her bold love. She didn't like try to hinder how much she loved people. And you could say that was the best and worst quality. And I think we all have those. My dad personally told me not too long ago, well, I've, I've been compared to my dad quite a few times. And he told me not that long ago, my honesty is my best and worst quality. Because it's good to be honest, but sometimes people don't want to hear it. So that was her love. Her love was her best and worst quality. Whenever she passed away, people would text me and say, how are you doing? And I don't know how to respond to that, so I just think, thank you for thinking of me. But I, met, I ran into one of my friends over Thanksgiving, and uh, she asked me how I was doing, and again, I kind of just avoided the question, but she said, Kaylee, I met her one time. The first time I ever met her, I felt like I'd been friends with her forever. I've never met somebody who was so welcoming and so loving so quick. I think if she would have had more time here, that she would have infiltrated the world with her love, creating a difference. But thing is, is somehow she managed to fit a whole lifetime of love into 19 years. I think it's pretty awesome. And I don't think anybody in this room can say that they don't have room in their hearts to start loving people around them more. Maybe it's the smallest little thing to begin with, but I think everybody could say that they could strive to be a little bit more like her. Because we might have lost her, we should not lose what was important to her. So I challenge you to start doing things how you think Kaylee would do them. And Kaylee and I were always laughing. And I have a loud laugh, and so does she. And that's probably one of my favorite things whenever I think about her, is I, I visually see her like laughing. Sometimes I don't even hear it, but I see like that big smile, her mouth's all open, and she's just like cracking up. And I laugh too, so like really, really loud, sometimes embarrassingly. And so it was like a bond. I had her. If we were gonna laugh out loud, like in public, she was right there with me, so we could look kind of silly together. And just everything was always funny, but. A quick story, I don't know why we called each other lambs sometimes and called other people lambs. Really cannot tell you why that was a thing. But one time we go up to our friend Aaron and uh, like, what sound does a lamb make or something? And he goes, bah, and we looked at each other and we're like, ah, no, that's a sheep. 
And then I was thinking, okay, well, then what sound does a lamb make? And I was going through all the sounds. We were both, like, trying to figure it out. We were getting frustrated because if you know Kaylee, she, I mean, she's really smart. So we're both like, okay, really, why don't we know what sound a lamb makes? So I look it up, and some of you might have laughed because you know what sound a lamb makes because it is Bob because it is a baby sheep. <laughs> so that was quite embarrassing. And, but we laughed about it for <laughs> quite a while. So it's things like that that whenever she crosses my mind, I just tend to smile because she, was, she made me happy. And one thing we tortured ourselves over was, so at one point she was going to live in Nassau Bay, which I don't know if any of you all know, but I live in Nassau Bay. So we would say, man, if we would have lived like here our whole lives, we would have, like, we'd have done this, we could have done this. And we would go on and on about all the stuff that we missed out on. And I, I, I don't know why we would do that. It just seems like a waste of time, but we did. And, and so I would have liked to have had that time with her, and I would have liked to have had more time with her. But the time I got with her, I think she was such an exceptional person that it really kind of counteracted any other time that I needed. I will miss a lot about her the meals, because she would always eat with you. I'm sure all of her friends can attest to that. She was always down to eat. And so how we celebrated life was every Friday, we would go to Red River and split a big baked potato. And every Wednesday before church, we would go to Salada. I'm not sure how much money we spent, but it was a lot. And I got so frustrated when I went off to college that I had no money, not because I needed it, but because I spent it all on food. I don't regret it, though. I would spend my last dime to eat a salada or a baked potato again. I'll miss her voice and her laugh and her smile, her always being there, and of course those really big eyes, her support, and most importantly, my best friend, because she was my sister and blood really didn't matter. She was somebody who loved boldly and she was an amazing friend, and she would challenge your thoughts. She's really smart. Of course she wanted to see what you thought about something. And she loved effortlessly. Most of us would admit that in this world it's pretty hard to just love effortlessly. She didn't see anybody differently, maybe even when she should have, but they were all just human. I want to thank her parents for giving her to us. On behalf of myself and her friends, we are so grateful. Because you gave us somebody who always let her heart shine through and she was perfectly imperfect. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A man once told me that the hardest and most important prayer that we will ever learn to pray is God, crush me down so that I may be raised up. Life, in a million different ways, crushes us down. 
death exists in the midst of life. And we know instinctively and intuitively that we must de-accentuate the negative and focus on the good in life. And we all do that, because we couldn't make it in this world if we didn't. But the harder task, and the one that usually only comes with maturity and time, is realizing that the pain and suffering, as great as it is, is a part of the same tapestry of everything that is good and is wonderful. And that we have to pass through death to find life. To be crushed down so that we may be raised up. It's there in the liturgy. Death and life passing through loss to find something that is truly eternal. It is there in the readings. Life in this world is a groaning to pass into a larger life. We do not pass away, we pass into larger life. In the gospel, where Jesus says, do not let your sorrow be too great, for as I leave, something greater comes. In fact, it is because I leave that something greater comes. William Cullen Bryant says, truth crushed to earth will rise again. James Russell Lowell says, truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadows, keeping watch above his own. All just different ways of praying the same prayer. God, crush me down, so that I may be raised up. It's about embracing all of life. C.S. Lewis says something that's congruent with this in his book, A Grief Grief Observed, where he warns us not to idealize those who have passed, to remember their flaws and their weaknesses as much as we remember everything that was good about them. For when we only remember the good, they cease to be a person and become little more than an ideal or an idea that never really existed in the first place. And the person that we remember was a person of flesh and blood, of wonders and weaknesses, of strengths and failures. And it is that person that we loved and we embraced the whole of who they were. And that is love. And it is the conviction of our faith that our ability to love people, to fully embrace them, is only a symbol of a deeper embracing that comes through the life of God, that God ultimately takes within himself all that we are and love and brings us into eternity. And that even in death, we can find a prayer that even in the passing of someone as young and beautiful and sweet as Kaylee was, we can hear a prayer, a prayer that we are assured is answered in the affirmative, God, crush me down and raise me up. Amen.